Oh goodness gracious. Good afternoon! Hi. <laughs> Welcome to Virtual Baby Bistro, where we spend most likely 30 minutes this time. <laughs> or hopefully not more. Talking about anything from teens to pregnancy. And everything in between. Good afternoon. We're on week three of staying bam, bam, on bam. task. We're super excited. Um, oh, I forgot to bring tissue. Oh, am I going to need tissue? Probably. Why? You always need tissue. Oh, well, that's probably true. Um, we're going to talk about, you know, we've talked about this a lot before that we wanted to talk about this. We This afternoon, actually, we kind of gotten a really good conversation with a couple of other ladies other lactation counselor about postpartum depression. Yes. Um, and it was odd because we had already kind of decided to talk about this. Yeah. And then we had that conversation. I don't know if we'd like, you know, when you, you know, when you something. Sent it, it out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, when something's on the back of your mind, it seems to be something you're like focused on to talk yeah. about. So I don't know if that's but why. It wasn't or like it we were was, in the middle of anything weird. Yeah. I no, mean, no, no. It was like kind of a thing. No, it was, it was, um, but it was just funny that we were like it was talking about organic. it. organic. Happened. And, but it felt good because we've been talking about how we wanted to talk about this and give it a little do justice, yes. basically. Give it some time. I'm not sure. It, I just, honestly, I don't think you can ever give it enough. No, right? and we probably won't, because um, we will probably talk too much. But yeah. um, there's all different um, parts, and and there's so much to it. I don't even know. We, we wrote a little outline. We hope to stay on task. Please ask a lot of questions. Um, also, if you think that you are experiencing postpartum depression and you feel like you're a danger to yourself or to your children, please don't sit in silence. Please call, ask for help, but we'll get to that more. But, um, yeah. yeah. Um, and we also don't want to freak you out. So any moms that are out there that are pregnant and, um, are concerned about this, um, look at this as a good educational time, yeah. get some resources together, start making a plan, um, and know that there are people out there and help is out there all the time. Right. And it could be anybody. So. It could be anybody. And you'll learn something new. I learned something new about dads oh, and yeah. depression. So, yeah. um, so the resources <clears throat> we're going to be using is from the human health department. So if you go to womenshealth.gov, um, the human health department, human health, human and health services. Yes. Um, we'll link it. It's a little difficult um, for us. There was a lot of good information on yeah. that. I'd never actually been to the website. So when I do my research or when we do our research, we kind of like start really broad and then we find kind of yes. things that we feel like um, help um, get us in a direction. And then we used a couple sources. So we also used the Cleveland Clinic, which is one of the leading hospitals in the country for um, women and infant health. They do a lot of massive research yes. um, through their clinic. So that was really great. And then just um, the Mayo Clinic, yeah. which I tend to source a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like they have a lot of good information. Yes. But we'll link those also so in case you want more information about it. Um, we also try not to just present a topic and then not give you anything to do with that. So we want to talk about what postpartum depression is. There's a couple different definitions or a couple different types. Uh, we want to talk about the risks of postpartum depression, the treatment prevention and then um additional resources for you yeah so i think i mean we're gonna end it on a good note with the yeah. prevention because exactly. i feel like um it's not mind you it's not like a solid like do these things and it'll right. ever happen but i think every mom um starts out especially with pregnancy like what can i do to make sure I, everything is best so it's good to end on a on a good note of what you can yes. do so basically um 
everything we kind of looked at were like there's three main types of postpartum depression. I'm sure everybody's familiar with two of them at least and which everyone calls the baby blues. Yes. And um, they say what? As many as 50 to 75% of all new mothers experience a shift in their emotions called the baby blues. And 15% of these women will develop a more severe and longer lasting um, depression, which as most of us know is called postpartum depression or PPD. Um, so I actually thought that number was really high, the 50 to 75%. Yeah. I didn't realize um, that happens for that many moms. Right. Um, but I think it's, I think what we really wanted to touch on the most, just because baby blues is something we all, you know, everybody talks about it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we have the baby blues. So why, oops, sorry, I dropped my pen. Um, why do we get the baby blues? Why do we get postpartum depression? Like what causes it? And, and it is pretty normal, like we said. And basically what happens during pregnancy is your progesterone and your estrogen yep. go through the roof. They raise really high, um, as we all know. Yes. <laughs> and, and we have to remember, we need those hormones to be high because that's what helps protect and keep the pregnancy. Because if not, then we wouldn't be pregnant. So, I mean, they are very, very important. Right. And um, for some women who have struggled to get pregnant, they know that they may have to watch their hormone levels. Mm-hmm. They may have to take progesterone if they're not taking enough. Because um, that's really what keeps to maintain that pregnancy. Um, or our body not fighting against the pregnancy. Right. So then right after delivery, we lose those. Back down to their normal right level, which we all have in our body. Um, but within the first 24 hours, they start to drop drastically. And we, and within three days, your estrogen and progesterone levels will be back to normal. So that seems pretty rapid. It is. Um, in, in the you know research I did, it, it kind of compared it to... Um, premenstrual, you know. Oh, right. On so, crack, basically. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, it does kind of make sense when you think about yeah. um, either um, premenstrual or even menopause, when right. your hormones go away, mm-hmm. your body starts changing. It, it's this, you know, it's, it's used to going to this certain um, speed for nine, ten months, and now all of a sudden it's just literally done. It's over. And so um, a lot of women will experience sweats. They'll experience, um, you know, just thirsty, needing to, to right. drink more. Um, they'll notice they'll urinate more because we're just trying to get off all that extra water and all the other things that have been going on. Um, and so for some women, the it, it just kind of happens pretty quickly and then moves on. But the, the baby blues versus the right. postpartum depression is... I think it's important to know, though, that this is why it happens. And I think we don't... Again, we never talk about anything enough, right? It, amongst ourselves, amongst women. Um, it's good to know that it happens for a reason. So many times we have moms come in um, or friends. How many times have you gone and seen your girlfriend right after she has a baby and you're like, oh my God, the baby! And she's doing fine. She's doing great, but all of a sudden starts sobbing. Yeah. And and she's like, oh, no, that why am I crying? And you're like, oh, I don't know. Um, what do you need? And, and we want to just do whatever we can. I think it's important to know it's okay. That can be very mm-hmm. normal. Like we talked about, 50 to 75% of women can experience the baby blues. Um, so different symptoms of that can be um, crying, loss of sleep, crying for no reason, mm-hmm. basically eating too much, too little, um, which we're, we're all like, oh, yes, yeah. I, I'm, I'm familiar with these, you know, having uh-huh. 
having troubles focusing, um, feeling overwhelmed. Yeah, it's almost like that, that pregnancy brain fog, but <clears throat> after the baby's born. Right. Like just right. kind of loss of time, um, not really aware, um, very emotional. A lot of hair loss too, which I think is a hormonal thing too. Start noticing more um, of all these mm-hmm. fine little baby hairs. Oh, well, yeah. They, everybody Everywhere. Talks about all that. the time. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest part about the baby blues, though, is recognizing, and we, we talked about this a lot this afternoon, like, when it's gone too far. Right. When are we um, to a point where you're feeling like, man, something is really wrong. And right. I feel like I read, so weird, our printer did not do one-sided, so now we're really confused. I read that it should only only normally last oh three to five days. That's that's about the normal amount of time, you know, and that's a give or take. I'm assuming like right. easily, I bet take it to a week, maybe even a week and a half of feeling that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times you're feeling this way not only um, because of hormone changes, but also because of lifestyle changes. Right, right. All Life of a sudden, is different all of a sudden. We're not sleeping. No. a baby. Yeah. So if we start adding up all of the changes just in, in with one child, not, not talking about having a second child or a third child. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that I think most moms try to prepare for, but you really, it's so hard to, um, especially to a new mom, explain what that first week or two is like with... Um, really wanting to be um, a mm-hmm. diligent breastfeeder, really wanting to be everything for their family, really wanting to be everything for themselves. And it's just such a huge job that you don't, aren't even prepared for um, until you're in it. And then when you're mm-hmm. in it, you might not be able to see it. Um, you might not be able to see the emotional changes that you're happening. A lot of moms, um, hopefully, they've got good support right. um, and they've got people at home to help them with um, chores or um, feeding schedules or changing or just giving mom a break. Um, but you add any variance to that, um, and it just is a really, really big deal. Well, we talk about this a lot too that. Um you prepare so much for pregnancy, right? Mm-hmm. Like you get pregnant, especially anybody that has struggled to get pregnant, like your whole focus is on like, what can I do the best to eat? What mm-hmm. what should and shouldn't I be doing? Like, should I be exercising? Should I not be exercising? Tuna fish, you know, like yeah. <laughs> all the like, questions. We get we get crazy down, suck down the rabbit hole, and then we prepare for delivery, yes. right? We make yes. the most detailed birthing plan. Like, I'm gonna be supernatural, or like, give me the epidural as soon as I walk in the door. I don't yeah. want to feel a thing, like. Whatever. Everybody have knows a plan. a plan. Yeah. And it's so funny. I feel like so often moms are like, okay, I'm, I'm going to be so detailed oriented and then I'm going to have baby. And we see it a lot here in the hospital too, where then it's like, oh no, <laughs> like you can I see have the, to go home. <laughs> you know, the deer in the headlight look where they're like, I didn't really think past this moment. This moment. <laughs> I mean, the, the bassinet set up, um, I have a monitor. Yeah. I've washed all the baby clothes, you know, it, but I just don't think, and, and honestly, whether you're a new mom or not, I think every time you bring a baby home, um, it's a little bit of a shock to your system, a little well, bit and, of jolt. And what did we say today? That, that every birth is another opportunity to be a different mom. Yeah. And not, not to say that you're not a good mom for the first, but every baby is so different. Every birth is so different. Every experience is so different mm-hmm. that even if you were to try to prepare for that second baby and think you had the best birthing plan, Life's different when you come home to a two and a half year old. Oh yeah, and they or, and they want to be held and they want to run around yeah. and have a baby. So all of these things 
compounded together along with this hormone change mm-hmm. that happens in your body naturally to every single person. So even if you like have you're you're so prepared that maybe you're one of the ones that you are ready, like you're like I'm I haven't slept I've for got all two the weeks supplements because I know this is I'm not gonna sleep and you're completely yeah. ready. You still can prepare yourself for that hormone change. Right. It will happen. Um so all this together kind of is what creates those blues mm-hmm. to um, like we talked about those loss of eating, crying constantly, all this stuff. I think the most important thing is recognizing when is it time? When when do you look at your partner and say, I need help. Yeah, something I'm, is not quite right. Uh, yeah, I don't feel good. I, I don't feel right. Um, and I think it's hard. It's mm-hmm. really hard for moms um, to recognize that. We talked about it today that there's so much even behind what that feels like to even admit that. Right. So there's, yeah. Like, I guess we've talked about the mom guilt right. um, before, but there's something also with um, just not feeling like you can keep it all together. And I think um, one thing to, to consider is what puts you at a higher risk. And so if you can kind of look at yourself on this risk scale, maybe how much you need to kind of pre-prepare mm-hmm. in case something comes up. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you. Um, I, in my early 20s, like many, um, you know, had some problems with some depression and um, just trying to figure out where I was in the world and um, knew that this was a risk factor when I had children. And I was very open with my provider to say, I need to check in with you maybe a little bit more because I am concerned about this and I don't want something bad to happen. I don't want something bad to happen to me. I don't want something to happen to my husband or or, um, my baby. And so... Um, some of the risk factors are if you've had a history of right. um, depression or any type of bipolar disorder. If your family has had any. Um, so if your mom struggled with postpartum depression. Right. And mind you, we're all different people. I always tell people that all the time. Right. I'm like, just because something happened to your mom doesn't mean. Yes. But it is a risk factor. Um, support. Having it or not having it um, mm-hmm. can really put a strain um, on your ability to function with a new baby. Um, support is huge. However, whatever form that comes in. Um, your socioeconomics, um, where are you financially? Right. Are you stressed about that? Are you concerned about your job? Are you concerned that you can't take off a lot of time? How are you going to be um, continue to breastfeed your child if you can't have you know reliable transportation? Or... Um, if you've had problems in a previous um, pregnancy or birth, um, if you're younger than 20, so I'm, I'm wondering if that's just emo- where you are emotionally, um, how, how able are you to care for yourself and well, for and if you a think child? About it, what, how old are you when your frontal cortex finally develops? Aren't you like 23? Yeah. Is it's, that, I mean, it's is later. That, it's, yeah. it's, it's, so I'm assuming mm-hmm. that that must have something to do with it actually is that you're... Um, you're actually not fully developed yeah. before the age of 20. If, um, um, if you have any uh, special needs of the child, if you've already kind of gone through any type of testing mm-hmm. or have been told that your child may or may not have some kind of um, long-lasting, a life-changing event, may be stressful um, mm-hmm. already as you're thinking to prepare to bring baby home. Um, difficulty with breastfeeding. I think this is one that... Uh, we don't really talk about. Right. Well, and I think you it, don't know until you try, right? Right. And I think it goes along with what we were talking about where we 
um, have these expectations. And it's funny, really postpartum depression, these are the risk factors that, so if you have these, these are something you can be a little proactive and maybe start talking to um, your provider early, start having a good support system ahead of time, mm-hmm. knowing like I've, I've struggled with this before, or I'm in one of these categories, I need to make sure that I am really honest with my husband, my best friend, my mom, mm-hmm. so that if I recognize these things are coming on, I have somebody to reach out to. Um, but we, we definitely want to, we want even if you don't have these risk factors, again, going back to like recognizing it and, right. and what do I do? What steps can I take? When do I recognize it? Um, so one big key is going to be the difference between the baby blues and the depression mm-hmm. is the inability to care for oneself or for your child. So, you know, it's one thing to, I mean, I like wearing sweats on the weekends and, you know, I like to be comfortable, but it's right. another thing of not showering for a week. Right. Or um, not wanting to shower, yes. too. I, I mean, as a or new not mom, that's, it's possible. <laughs> yeah, you may it may not, not be possible me. all the time. But, but not, not wanting to shower, right. not being cons- so just not caring. Um, right. I think that's when. And these things that we talked about, like the crying, it's where these baby blues that stop in the first week, week and a half, where all of a sudden we're talking about Weeks. when you just feel like you can't get out of it. You mm-hmm. feel like, man, this has been going on for three, four weeks. At what point do I tell somebody, I I don't want to be ungrateful. We talked right. about that too. Yep. Like, I don't want to be ungrateful for all the help that I am getting, um, all, all the support I am getting. It doesn't matter. If you are feeling this way, you need to reach out to somebody. Yes. Um, and somebody safe. Somebody that you feel can cannot just, that, that will validate your feelings and try to get you help. Mm-hmm. Um, telling a, a, a new mom of a month that you're going to get over it or just get over it is not going to be helpful, um, which could then lead to the third part of depression, um, which is very not as common, but it can. Um, and what does it say? Like four new moms out of every thousand. Births. It's a thousand. So it is very rare, but this is the third type of postpartum depression. It's called postpartum psychosis. Right. Um, really it's more with moms too, that have, have been diagnosed with bipolar disorder ahead of time. Yes. Or, or some have... other mental health condition. Exactly. However, sometimes this can spark up with somebody who hasn't been diagnosed with bipolar, um, and has a new diagnosis that, that hasn't been treated, treated. And then um, postpartum depression unchecked can turn into this, which right. is just um, almost hallucinating, um, having really rapid mood swings. Um, Paranoia, yeah. restlessness, agitation, um, being behaving Unsafe behavior. Yeah, behaving recklessly with oneself or child. Mm-hmm. Um, just really not even um, bonding or engaging with the child. Um, to the point of like not even acknowledging maybe that we've had a child. Um, so it can go that far. One, we don't want to scare people into thinking that this yeah, is yeah. going to happen. But at the same time, I think the whole thing is about being aware. Mm-hmm. Um, seeing signs, seeing signals of things that are, maybe are not going as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, re- and like we said, that reaching out. So yes. what can we do? What right. are the treatments? So we're at a point where like, man... Maybe you had the baby blues, week and a half, that's normal. Now we're looking at three or four weeks, and you're thinking to yourself, this doesn't feel normal anymore, Um, what should I do? So there's, again, there's three different things you can do. You can reach out to a licensed clinical professional. Yes. Um, 
for actual counseling. Um, and that's a way you can also treat this just by, like we said, reaching out to your mom, your friend, having support, being honest and open and in a comfortable relationship with those people to where you feel like they're going to give you that support. And sometimes that's all you need, honestly, is just being honest with somebody. I'm struggling. I don't feel good. I need some help. Um, do you think you could just watch baby for a little while while I took a shower? Maybe you took need to make some craft macaroni and cheese for yourself <laughs> and listen to Enya. I yeah. don't know. Um, but it doesn't have to be a long time and you don't have to feel guilty about this. This is Correct. not something that should perpetuate your, um, postpartum depression. You shouldn't then feel like, Oh, if I do this, it's, I don't, I'm not, don't do something that doesn't make you feel better. That means you probably should seek more medical attention. So don't take um, this information as like, oh, I just need to talk to my girlfriend and I'm going to feel better. Um, you have to make true steps towards feeling better. So if it isn't meeting those needs, then you're still going to need to go seek right. professional help. And I think that goes along with what our conversation today was, is about, you know, um, many people will use support groups or um, their church or their faith and then mm-hmm. correlate that to you're not being good or something's wrong with you because you're you're feeling this way. But that taking practical steps to getting help sometimes means actually walking and doing it um Mm -hmm. not just believing that well it'll go away or oh it's not that bad or i think i can handle this um it's really taking those those physical steps of getting help and and i think the acknowledging part um i think we need to talk about this more so that it makes it more of a normal part of conversation Mm -hmm. um and and allowing moms to understand that the way that we feel with these hormones is has been kind of put upon us to some degree. Um, you know, we we all of these hormones is what helped to create this child, right. and so a uh, much needed. But at the same time, it's it's a little bit out of control. Like you don't have control of the rate that it goes down. Mm-hmm. You don't have the control of how it's going to affect you. Um, and so really, uh, that those different ways of treating it can you know you might have to explore some more ideas than just talking yeah I do think so moms I think that's the kind of the first place you'd start yes right like if you feel comfortable if you feel like you have a support person that's where you're gonna reach out friends Mm -hmm. I know you want to go over you want to love on that baby I do think we all want we all ask your your girlfriend like what can I do what can I do to help and we get that very like I don't really know Mm -hmm. like it feels weird I'm still on week two I think it's super important to like look at them yes look at their eyes we do this a lot and be like, how are you? Yes. yes. And, and, and connect and actually tell them, you know, if they're like, oh, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, you're like, no, you're not. Like, yeah. tell me what um, you want me to take, baby. How are you doing? Even be honest. If uh, Now that you've listened to this, you know, be like, girlfriend, I know your progesterone just dropped yeah. <laughs> a lot. Like, why don't you Let tell me, me help you like, how you feeling? Yeah. Um, maybe you just need a good cry. Yeah. And I'm always then, up for a good cry. Always up for a good cry. Um, and maybe that's all you need. And yeah. But just make sure as a friend you're recognizing, too, that that um, being getting your friend to be honest with you and being like, you know, and you'll know. You'll know. If you get the wall, like, you're like, yeah. okay. It, it is, it is but, kind of a, um, a very eerie, kind of scary look um, when somebody is, is in front of you and you're trying to engage with them and they're know. not home. And I think that's as friends, we have to recognize it because your girlfriend who's going through it may not recognize it Mm -hmm. or your daughter or your niece or whoever, Mm -hmm. um, they may not recognize they're going through it, but it's important that you kind of 
as a friend or a family recognize what it kind of looks like and that that lack of engagement or that blankness um and kind of reaching out to them and letting them know like you can be honest with me I I, I I'm okay like you are you doing okay um I know it's really rough having a new baby or even if you don't know I'd assume it'd be really rough having right. a new baby um so I think it's really good that we as family members um show our loved ones that we can support them through this exactly so um thirdly you can go seek um your primary care provider and get medication exactly yeah which again is not supposed to be a shameful thing so no if that's what route you go and need then that's what's best and, and it doesn't and have to be long term no very short term and we're always an advocate for whatever is best for mom and for baby and so in those cases that that is the absolute best possible scenario that you can go through so also don't think that just because you're breastfeeding um you're and that's really important to you um, that you can't go talk to your provider and, and you right. just think like, oh, well, I can't, I, it, I, it's so bad, but breastfeeding is more important, so I can't go see my provider. Um, that's not necessarily true. Be open and honest with your provider. There might be another avenue of medication that they can give you while you're breastfeeding. There's um, books and resources for them to be able to maybe point you in a different direction from something that they may normally prescribe. So exactly. um, just keep that in mind that it... That everybody is here um, for you, and I do think it's important to start the conversation. We're starting it now. Yes. Um, I hope that if, again, if you're listening to this or watching this, that um, you will take this information, whether it be yourself, that you're pregnant, or that you know somebody that's pregnant, and just be more cognizant and aware of each other and know that this is something normal and to try to remove the stigma that we have on it that um, we're not good moms or good wives because we feel this way and because um we're struggling mm-hmm. um we're not all wonder woman um a hundred percent of the time i mean it's okay to only be 90 percent of the time of course so which does lead to one little quick thing we were going to talk about too is um postpartum depression can also be in dads um so again life mm-hmm. has changed yeah. for dad and life um the the expectations of what life was like between just mom and dad or other children. Um, you know, breastfeeding takes a lot of time um, and there's a lot of dedication. Um, and so really trying to make sure that our relationships are good and we're communicating well, which then with that communication, I think both partners would be able to recognize or hopefully would be able to recognize if things aren't working out really well. Right. Um, and, and then being open and honest with each other as to what each other needs. Um, mm-hmm. We have to remember that we're still in this relationship um, as husband and wife, mm-hmm. um, and then we have children. And so um, I know that's something that um, can be a struggle and um, trying to find the balance of that or multiple children and trying to make sure that everybody is getting everything they need, um, along with making sure that your needs are met um, emotionally um, during this time can just be a lot. Right. Well, so. it's a lot of pressure on dads too. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They don't have the same physical pressure, right, right, that moms do, but I can imagine, I'm not a dude, <laughs> um, but I'd imagine that, you know, that he brought this life into the world, and now, Lots they, of responsibility. you know, responsibility, financial, men tend to just naturally have that very protective, um, what am I looking for, protective oh. instinct, yes. thank you, 
Um, and the providing instinct and maybe like we were talking about finance, finances yeah. can have a huge um, effect on that. Jobs, insurance, Also all the, the disconnect things. from that spouse. You know, now there's a baby. Maybe you're a first time dad and you're thinking like, I did not know I was going to be alone for three months. Right. You know, I, but like with my wife on another couch in another bed, honestly, maybe sleeping on the couch. I mean, really, it, it's a huge lifestyle change for dad too. And it's. It's actually a thing called paternal postpartum depression. Aha. Uh-huh. So. Learn some. P-P-P-D. Oh. Lots, lots of P's. one more P. So, um, here's the great thing. I thought this was awesome because I always feel like, what can we do? Where did I lose it? We're never doing front and back again, you guys. <laughs> I was so excited about it, too. The preventative part. Oh, I think it's on your other sheets. Okay, just a second. This is why I have so many sheets, right? So Prevention. So I can confuse myself. Oh, yeah. I put it right here. Um, no, there was a good list. Oh. Good list. Oh, right oh. there. So, again, just because you do these things does not mean 100%. You're like, oh, uh, you know, if you get postpartum depression, you're like, those girls told me if I did all these things, I wouldn't get it. Um, but I thought these were really great tips. Be realistic about your expectations for yourself and baby. Huge. So start thinking ahead of time. Like we said, right. don't... Um, just stop at labor and delivery and then yeah think about not go past yeah a few a few days into being home how how is that going to look how are we going to get the laundry done you You're know not. kind of just yeah and, and accept that and move and move mm-hmm. past that um limit limit visitors when you first go home i am i feel like Whew. this is a lot of i things. think i think because of the covid that's the one oh, positive yeah. thing i can say in the hospital that has happened is because of the limited amount of visitors mm-hmm. we have such a better um, breastfeeding outcomes yeah, and bonding outcomes true. and um, just a really a great time for both mom and dad and baby um, because we're not worried about everybody else and passing the baby around we have better temperatures on baby I mean the whole entire thing better blood sugars on baby more skin to skin time and apparently it's better for moms with exactly postpartum. I think that's um, great. the other thing if you think about it like imagine all the pressure it is you have a new baby again like we talked about the showering the house mm. being clean the laundry you're like it's stressful. So basically, we're, we're talking about, bottom line, like, try to reduce stress. Yes, exactly. Um, don't worry about people coming over. Don't. And if they are going to come over, you better hope that they're so close that they do not care. That, that your hair's like, in the same bun. hospital mom things everywhere. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you should yes. not have to worry about the house being clean. Like, these are the people you invite over. If they can come in, give you food, kiss your forehead, tell you you look great, and mm-hmm. leave. So this is probably one that I say to every single mom. You have to sleep and rest when baby sleeps. I know. Period. Like, I think for days I just sat there and looked at her. I know. I was a basket case. You can't do that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just. Yeah. No, oh. I was too high strong. Shocker. Yeah. Um, so I much. I cleaned all the time. If oh. the kids were sleeping, I was cleaning or doing things or whatever. You just, like mopping you just the floors, burn yourself the food. out. Yeah. And, yeah. And then they wouldn't sleep when I wanted to sleep. And I was like, I haven't slept for days. <laughs> not a good look help me yeah exercise get outside yeah um, any time of the year really um mm-hmm. you know obviously we're in montana it's getting colder um maybe limit some of those times but um you know getting that extra sunshine whenever it's out is super super important also a sensible diet that goes with anything you're going to try to avoid alcohol and caffeine um Ooh, such a difficult one. i know it, especially with a baby um mm-hmm. not being able to sleep so take that for what you yeah. will 
They also right. do recommend not to isolate yourself and try to keep a connection. But I love the Zoom. The Zoom the is Zoom the is way. Good. Yes. Yeah. Again, so, again the people that are coming over are your friends and family that you can depend on and that you know you don't have to impress. Um, so make sure to foster those relationships. Foster those relationships with your spouse, your significant other, your kids. Um, and then also, again, like we talked about the expectations, be aware that you're going to have good days and bad days. So when a bad day happens, don't take that as... This is how it's going to be the rest of your life. (laughs) I'm so, this is terrible. I'm sad. I suck at doing laundry or dishes or whatever. Just take each day for what it is. And then the following day, start anew. Just start over. um, So these are just ways you can try to combat that maybe when you're in that baby blues area. Exactly. Um, But never think, never do these things and think in a month, um, I'm still doing all the things and I'm still not feeling good. Okay, pick up the phone. Yep. We're there. It's time. We're there. It's time to do it. So um, just be aware of when the time is. I think that's, yes. I've said that like four or five times. Be aware of when the time is to call somebody. Exactly. Uh, and um, you can also see a lactation counselor and all of them are very well educated on how to recognize it. I exactly. I mentioned that. So even if you feel like you're not ready to even reach out on a um, counselor or a doctor level, but maybe your friends and family aren't meeting that need, call a lactation counselor, set up a consult. There and you then go. while you're there, you might be able to be like, hey. <laughs> Things aren't okay. I'm not okay. Yeah. So just please be aware of it. Let's start the conversation. Let's do better. Yes. So if you have any questions or comments, don't hesitate to put those on there. And we and look forward to next week. Yes. Next week is with Ron um, and talking more about, it's, it's going to be a little off the baby bistro um, wave like our theme, and we're really just going to talk about the mRNA. I, I know everybody's heard a lot about it. He's done a few presentations literally to hospitals around the area, though, mm-hmm. and we just thought um, it was so good, and it was really easy to understand that we thought it'd be really great to yeah. just kind of give it to the public in general. We know we put this on the Sanders County 411, and um, anybody can really listen to it then and um, be part of what we know and um, if you yeah. have any questions. So, but if you are feeling like you are struggling with postpartum depression right now, please um, feel free. If you feel like you're not ready to reach out to somebody, you can always reach out to Sarah and I on the Facebook call here, and um, we will help you through anything. And we are looking forward to seeing you all next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Oh, my neck. <laughs> Do you think they recognize when I start talking faster?